Welcome to the Freak Show, the premium podcast for patrons of the Roman Circus Pod. I'm Zach Mabry, and I have one co-host that goes by the name Matt Baker, and he happens to be with me. That's Matt, me. Hello. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm so good. So, so good. good. Matt, do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, a few months ago on Twitter, this person said, when is someone going to invite me on their podcast? <laughs> uh, so after numerous threats and numerous, uh, I'm not going to say there's photos involved or there's hostages involved, but it did get a little dicey. We decided to, we decided to let her on the podcast. Blackmail. Her, yeah, her name, well, yeah, her name is Natalia. Uh, she's on Twitter, at Natty Patters. Everyone seems to love her, and we're going to find out why. We wanted to bring her on. We wanted to see what the hubbub was about. Natalia, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> wow, thank you. What an introduction. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. See, I knew, I knew that you guys only invited me on the podcast because cause I was constantly tweeting about it. But that's okay. I mean, we just like to make wishes come true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zach is like the, it's like make a wish for uh, people who don't have life-threatening diseases and just tweet annoyingly. That's kind <laughs> of, that's our, that's our thing. If only that truly existed. Zach, <laughs> Zach. Don't worry, we're all dying, so. Zach, uh, Natalia lives here in Phoenix currently with her husband and her child and, um, what? Nice. Have you ever met Sheriff Joe? <laughs> no. Okay. Is that like a folklore thing? No, it's a real person. <laughs> it's like Who's a that? Trump guy, and he like puts immigrants in jail and stuff. Uh, he's, and he's he also kind of like uh, a super villain in the media. Yeah, Natalia. He used to make his prisoners wear pink underwear. What are you guys talking about? No, I'm no, serious. It's real. Yeah, no. Look. Is he a living time. a living person? Yeah, yeah sure, he's, true. he's still living. So I think he's in jail. Is he? No, he got pardoned. Oh, oh Trump pardoned. Uh, okay. So Natalia lives in Phoenix and uh, is someone who I would consider a friend. I'm not sure if she would consider me a friend. We'll find out uh, as we go along. Uh, one thing she does do is she, every now and then, will send me Venmo requests for money for like $5. <laughs> And it's always like for making me put up with you, five dollars, or like nice. making me read your tweets, five dollars. I'll get friends invoicing me for like emotional labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. That's yeah. so funny. So that's what we got. So Natalia, the uh, the floor is yours. Usually on these episodes, we don't have anything really constructive to talk about. We're not, it's not a constructed episode, nor do we talk about anything constructive. Uh, so, you know, what, what do you got? Is there, what do you, you, the floor is yours. This is your time oh. to shine. Man. Uh, okay. I'm a little stressed. I would just like to clarify that. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be stressed. It's a, it's a pandemic. <laughs> we're in, we're living in unprecedented times. So it's right. these, yeah. these uncertain times. I, it sounds worse coming out of your mouth, Matt, for me to be Venmo requesting you for whatever. I'm not bullying anyone. I just want to make that very clear. Why not? Doing this thing. <laughs> um, so in college, I huh, I was like a fundraiser for. Have you guys heard of Dance Marathon? Uh, no, I have not. But is that? I love Dance Marathon, so I was on yes. the dance for it at OU for Soonerthon. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah, so I was on, like, the fundraising team um, for my school's Dance Marathon team for a while. And, Zach, I'm sure you can, like, understand what I'm saying here, but it was extremely hard to get people to, like, sign up. So you basically, you basically like, convince people to sign up for like essentially a mini GoFundMe and they can ask people to support and like send them donations um, to support like their local children's hospital. Yeah. I just, yeah. And it's, it's a great, it's a great like platform to use, but it was so hard to get people, even if they were interested to like, just come what to- What was it called? Like Miracle Makers or what was the- Donorthon. Was oh, donor, oh wait, Donor Drive. The website, donor Drive. Donor Drive, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Right. We, it was weird because basically it had existed as a thing that all the fraternities and sororities would just force their members to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we started to get more like, cause I had some friends that were like the chair and it was my last few years at OU. They finally started to get people actually interested and our numbers like shot up. But, uh, yeah, it wild. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. No. So Basically, it was super hard to get people to sign up. Um, I wish that it had been a thing where all of Greek life was just like, oh, yeah, you have to do this, <laughs> like, unfortunately. Um, so anyway, I just started, I kind of started doing this thing where I would just, like, Venmo request people for, like, a dollar or two dollars and say, like, will you donate this money to Children's Miracle Network or to, like, the Dance Marathon? Mm. And that was so much easier to do. And then I would take, obviously, like, the money that I've been Venmoed me because almost everyone would say yes to so like one dollars yeah. right there so easy and people would, right. you, would the money you would and... take half of the money you got from them <laughs> and give it to no I would put it all it, it was a lengthy process but I would like essentially transfer it over to like our dance marathon thing and it was just so much easier and then after doing that I realized like it's so easy to just like get a cent from someone or pay someone a cent for something. Like it's actually quite funny to just like charge someone two cents or char or like give someone five cents for something fun. Like, I don't know, it just became mm. a fun little thing that I did. <laughs> and then after a while, I would just half the time, like I just end up Venmoing people back like the money anyway. I don't think necessarily I've done that for you, Matt, so I apologize, but it was just fun. No, but you've like, allowed me oh, into your I home get... and you've, <laughs> you've made me cookies, so it all it all comes out. Yeah, same. absolutely. It was just, yeah, because like you can ignore the requests and it's not a big deal, but almost everyone would be like, yeah, I'll give you $2 for mm. <laughs> like emotional labor or something. Zach, that's how we should do it with this podcast is do the Patreon episodes and then Venmo people and be like, so you, you want to pay $3 to listen to this podcast? You're trying to pay us? Yeah. Nice. I support. Yeah, it's a great idea. I, I promise you guys it will work super well, actually, in your favor. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. Who should I, who should I ask? <laughs> Jake. Well... That's fun. What's it? What's the deal in Phoenix? Like, how is quarantine go? Like, are you guys still under lockdown? Because like Texas is apparently opening back up on Friday. Are you going back, Zach? Uh, no. <laughs> Not yet. Zach, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Northwest Arkansas, where my parents live. So like outside of Fayetteville. Oh, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know what the situation in. Oh no, actually I do. Cause. Lockdown is over. Or wait, no. Uh, I guess I don't know the terminology that well, Matt. Maybe you can help me out. Um, mm. We're under, like, stay-at-home orders, correct? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's still stay-at-home. Yeah. And that's actually lifted on your birthday, which is in a couple days. Oh, wow. Exciting. I'm pretty sure. Last time I checked. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It's this week. Yeah. What? Perfect. My birthday? Yeah, I always forget that it's, uh, for some reason, I, I always think it's April 5th. Yeah. And so this year, like, on April 5th, I was like, oh, crap, I totally forgot Matt's birthday. And then I was like, no, wait, it's later in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fine. It, uh, it's, you know, I've had plenty of them, and we're in the middle of the quarantine, so it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I think we have to like know in advance that it's not that people don't know what day your birthday is. It's that right now they don't know what day it is, like at all. Yeah, it's not so, that people don't know what day it, it's what day your birthday is. It's just that they don't care. <laughs> no, no, it's just that they don't. Yeah, like they don't know. It's like they know that you were born on April thirtieth. They just don't know that today happens to be April thirtieth. Right. Yeah. You no, I know it's still March. Yeah, yeah, no, my my friend, she had her birthday earlier this month, and I had texted her something totally not about her birthday, and she made a comment that it was about it being her birthday. I was like, oh, yes, of course. That's today, yes. Guys, I think it is the hardest thing ever to remember, like, 
my adult friends' birthdays, let me know if you agree. I was just talking to Peter about this the other day. Like, I can remember people from grade school's birthdays super easily. Like, I know that this random girl that I don't talk to anymore was born on April 14th. Like, I just know that off the top of my hat, <laughs> off the top of my head. But like, I can never remember my actual friends' birthdays, like my college friends' birthdays or like even just friends that I've made in the last couple years. Like, I don't know, can you guys relate? Yeah, the, the idea of we retain random facts from growing up and when our intelligences were being formed, I, I think there's something to that, just like we're just kind of just drilled in our heads like random school stuff is. I totally get it. Yeah. It's like phone numbers. Like I remember a bunch of irrelevant phone numbers from when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, um, so true. Yeah, there's people from when I was younger and I remember their birthdays and some of them like, I don't even like them anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's a thing, no offense. <laughs> It's That's the thing, no offense. Yeah. So I'm really curious um, if it's okay if I ask a question. Yes, of course, no, of course. I'm the guest on your podcast. Great. I'm, I'm wondering, um, because I've only known Matt for less than a year, I believe. Right. Um, yeah. I, when did you guys start this podcast? Like, how old of a podcast is it? Um, yeah. And, like, what's it been like? being the host of a podcast like do you feel like it's a big deal are people like oh my gosh i listen to a roman circus podcast like that's crazy or is it just kind of like a side gig for fun like yeah what's your guys' experience zach well so the podcast we're almost two and a half years old right right we're approaching that and so yeah i mean we had started it i think we had different plans in mind when we first started it but like uh like we had different ones or the idea of what we thought this would be would be different i think we had we thought it would go one direction then we kind of took it a different direction okay what direction uh, did you think it was going to go originally we thought we'd have uh, lots of money by now ah. um no i i don't know i feel like hmm i think we spend a lot of time like helping people find excuses to chill out and I think before maybe we were like gonna rile people up is that a good way to put it Matt uh yeah I mean we also made the decision very on early on to not be a like a complete trolley crazy rile up podcast like we want right. it it's the difference between like you know just saying things to get a reaction or saying things that are correct that want like that help people think about something i guess wow wait you guys so at the beginning you were like we're gonna be a controversial podcast we're gonna not tell it like i guess we do i mean it's not even that we're not controversial because we still get emails that clearly indicate that we are really but like wow. some of the things like i i like I think the last comment we got was when I was talking about that court case thing that, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, but that was more, that was a, a, a friend who was helping, like, she, yeah, that, it was that, helpful. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was valid. It was valid feedback. No. Okay. So I think basically we weren't going to be bashing like the Pope and the bishops when we first started, but we were wanting to like, like we, we had, at least I vaguely had this idea that like, well, People kind of need to to know that, you know, things are bad out there and blah, blah, blah. And then I quickly kind of realized, oh, everybody does know that. So maybe we should help people realize that, like, as bad as things are or could be, the sky is not falling and, you know, you don't need to spend all your time online, like, refreshing your browser for new updates from the Vatican and, mm. and stuff. And we, like, I'm my opinion of Pope Francis went from, like, not really liking him to now I'm, like, number one fanboy. So that... Yeah, that's the, my that's the things. thing is usually when people take on podcasts or do things like this, they become basically more hardened and they become more radicalized. And we kind of went the opposite. Nice. Yeah, we, we have like... not we have not become radicalized at all. <laughs> 
Have you become more normy? Do you think? If I were, I would say we we're not, we haven't blue pilled, but I think we've white pilled is the word I would use. What is blue pill? That's the that's like the Keanu return to your life as normal, right? Yeah, which like that we definitely haven't done, but um, I would say we've like white pilled. That's my term for it. We white pilled on Pope Francis. Good man. Where's white? <laughs> Good yeah. man. Yeah, he's we could. He's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah, we could have gone. He's like a really good pope. Yeah. We oh yeah. Absolutely. We could have gone crazy and tried to get the clicks, and uh, maybe we should have, but you know we haven't. So. There's still time. Like, never. There is. You guys, you can do a 180 uh, at any time that you want. Right. Uh, president Abraham Lincoln lost a lot of elections before he became president, so I think that applies here as well. <laughs> we can like, we'll switch up. We'll start. We'll we'll start calling him Bergoglio and. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! He's the false prophet forerunner of the. Oh, mm -hmm. I hate that. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that was what was crazy is like when we did sort. It was like, and then people were like, "Are you guys doing a bit?" And I was like, "No, like we like him. Like even if, like even sometimes we would interpret things esoterically, but we don't anymore. You don't even have to do that. Like everything. He's he's really been having a good year. Like he's gotten better too. Like besides." fact that i think i was too harsh on him in the past like he's also like really grown into the role he certainly is uh he's really made the most of his quarantine yeah yeah he is going through a huge glow up in quarantine i think like i just feel like everything that he's saying is i don't know so like hopeful and so good and He's, I don't know. And he, like, it's like he shoots down the right people. And I, I remember when, like, Amoris Letizia, or not Amoris, when Ladato C first came out, I was like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, oh, who cares? It's global warming. Like, blah, blah, blah. And looking back now, like, now that I've, like, you know, obviously had more time to um, digest it, I'm like, no, he's literally saying that because people are, like, commit so many sins, the, the planet is dying. And people need to stop doing sins, like, right away. <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's actually, like, uh, he's he's not willing, he, or he's very willing to, like, tell people to cut it out. Yeah. He's, like, a nice, um, like, a really gentle but firm grandpa, I think, who will yeah. joke around with you and stuff. But then when you say something that goes too far, he's like, all right, kid, come on, like. Let's be real about this. You know what I mean? I feels like you to be polite to your mom. Like I too love him and think that he would make a good pope if he were the pope if we had had a pope <laughs> since 1962. <laughs> true, so true. I am glad that he's not a grandfather also. Um Yeah, you're right. No, but so Yeah, it's uh it's uh he's he's doing well. We've had I I don't know why like, there are people that... It's one thing to disagree with them, but there are people that just let him just occupy their headspace, right? Like, everyone's talking about how landlords should not charge rent during this time. Uh, Pope Francis... These people are not making Pope Francis pay rent for the headspace that they're occupying, which I guess is nice of them in this quarantine. Anyway. You're True. So yeah, so it's been two and a half years. Uh, we're coming up on episode number one hundred, which is one hundred by number, but not technically one hundred. So gotcha. And what do you had, mean? Like we had mini episodes that didn't <clears throat> count, and we had the twelve days of Christmas where we did twelve and twelve days. And so that, will this be episode one hundred? Wait, so which one is it, and which one isn't it? It's like our hundredth post. No, it's it our like... it's number one hundred, but it's probably episode. 120 or thereabouts not including patreon oh well that doesn't count dang yeah are you guys gonna do like a like for your 100th episode just like listen to clips from all your past episodes be like oh remember this this good time just, like, don't do that personally <laughs> yeah no um, that would that would be interesting that would take a lot of work and i'm not sure i want to yeah. do that that always killed me on Sometimes there's like, I don't know what to call this phenomenon, but on 
like a lot of different TV shows, they'll just have one episode that's like, a, oh, let's just flash back to clips of of like past right. episodes and like remember them. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's so weird to me. Um, I have a question also. Do you guys like edit this at all? Like mm. stuff out or? Sometimes it. I'll, I'll make I'll make little notes of things that might be good to edit out, and sometimes I just fire away. Okay. Like if Matt, Basically, Matt says the uh, when Matt says the n word, he has to go back and cut that out for sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. One time I, I I I used to do Uber Eats and it would come during the podcast, so I would. I've been there. <laughs> nice. I, that, nice. I don't even have, that's not even involuntary, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, there would be times when it would just say like he, he he would just go and one time we had a guest or i don't i don't think he ordered when a guest was there but one time it was just like keep talking and disappeared for a little bit oh that's God. what we do i think it, it, i can't remember who the guest was but one of the times we did have a guest it may have been carrie but or it was jake maybe i don't know but i did i was like i'm just gonna mute myself and i'll be back after i get meet the driver <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice um, so you're uh, pregnant with a with a person. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's so good. Is this your first? Is this the first person? No. This is the no. Second this one. is your first baby. This is the second. Yeah. That's so exciting. Excited. Yeah. We're so pumped. It's crazy. Your, what's your first a boy or girl? Um, she's a girl. Yeah. She's a girl. Is she so ready to be a big sister? Yeah. She. <laughs> so she just turned one. Um, last month. So she like has no concept of what's gotcha. going on at all, um, which is too bad. Cause yeah, we're just gonna come home one day and there's just gonna be like another little, little person hanging out with us all the time. Which I don't know if that'll be like shocking or if she'll just be like, okay, cool. She's gonna be like, excuse me. <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm actually the baby. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Um, it's super cliche, but like, when people are like, oh, I just like don't know you know if my heart can like grow enough or like have enough love for two babies like that's really mm -hmm. wow that sounds super bad um let me clarify <laughs> like no i've heard this though i've heard this though that, yeah like, it's such a big thing when you have that first when you have your first kid that the idea that you could like somehow double that or whatever yeah anyway go on yeah no seriously like i just can't fathom like i almost feel like so my daughter sarsha i'm like oh like I'm Sarah's just totally going to be my favorite. Like, I'm not even going to notice the other baby, you know, like she's the first one. Like she's the one I pour like all of my time into basically. Um, but like, I just know that, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, there's just two of them now. <laughs> like it's not gonna yeah. be a favorites game or one gets more attention than the other. It's just going to be like, wow, two, two babies who now all get like 100% of my love. Like that's crazy. Um, a lot of my client families, because I'm an accountant, they, a lot of them are Catholics and they have a bunch of kids. And so, depending on if, if I think that the question won't, like, offend them, I'll ask if they have a favorite. And about half of the people I've asked are like, yeah. Um, and then some <laughs> of them are like, no, no, I love them all the same. And I mean, it's not like the people with favorites don't love the other kids. They're just like, no, I do have a favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, yeah, I mean... I feel like there's no shame in that. Like, you can't favorite. shame people for having... Like, that's, I don't think that's something you can quite control. Yeah, and I also don't think it necessarily means, like, oh, I only like this one kid and I don't like the other kids. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, like, get along, you know, maybe a little bit better with this one child. Or, like, we're just more similar in specific ways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. parents and brother have, like, everything in common and I'm kind of the oddball and it's not that they I mean they obviously don't love me any less but like mm -hmm. if they had to pick who to be stranded on an island with they would definitely pick my brother so like and it doesn't really bother me um I'm fine about it it's okay you know it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't like eat away at me but no it you can just sometimes your personalities and just little things like that I feel like it's normal yeah totally um no shame in the game yeah, Zach absolutely. is Zach is also Catholic, and they're secretly plotting to get him back to the Methodist Church. So, <gasps> your family's Methodist? They are. Oh, can you tell me were, how different um, the two faiths are? I don't know anything about what it means to be Methodist. Well, I mean, it's hard. So, the thing about, I guess, the current, like the United Methodist Church, is like the biggest sort of 
organization, I guess you could call it. Like, because there, there's other like Methodist groups that are not affiliated, but the United Methodist Church is when most people are saying Methodist, that's what they're referring to. And they're a pretty wide spectrum of beliefs. And so like some of them you'll go in and the pastor's like, you know, some like blue haired, or not blue, because that sounds like an old woman, like a pink haired you know, <laughs> woman that like go is non-binary or whatever. And then some of them are, you know, like fairly traditional places. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of hard to say, like speak for all Methodists in one uh, sentence. Um, but I mean, I think the big difference is that like, it's a lot more based around like private interpretation as far as like what does the scriptures mean to you or what do you think if there's you know there's not like a magisterium that says you know these things are divinely revealed and if you don't believe them you're you're just straight up wrong they um, make decisions by committee yeah a lot of times because like they currently are trying to vote on what the truth about marriage is and so they you know have these types of conversations which is hard because you know like, I even see in my own family, they're like, we don't know what our church is going to believe a year from now. And I'm like, yeah, Interesting. So they're like still debating that. So I, yeah, they've been talking about that they're for like never three years, right? This. Right. No, well, yeah, longer. And every time they figure out a new way to count sort of the votes and people vote to like not make changes. And so then it's, yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, but they were playing... Uh, like they had certain on YouTube, like live, they were streaming one of the services, and all the hymns were songs that I remembered from being a kid, and so I was like singing along. And so yeah, if there ever was a plot to bring me back to the Methodist Church, the uh, the strongest uh, strongest weapon was the nostalgia of like you know certain hymns and things like that. Nice. What's like one hymn that you think would seal the deal for you? Bring your it's like whenever someone asks like what do you like to do and you can't think of a single hobby that you have like, yeah like, so true every hymn is just emptied from my mind I like uh, he lives hmm. that's what it's called he lives with my heart something like that but I think we sing that at like certain Catholic churches I don't it's like an Easter hymn yeah I'm trying to think of what that is there's this really cheesy church camp song called Sanctuary that I think is very cheesy. <gasps> yes! Song. I love We never sang that, that at song. service, but we did that at church camp. Yeah. 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 I was a, a Bible camp counselor at a Lutheran Bible camp um, my freshman year of college, pre like reversion. Um, and Sanctuary was a jam. Such a good song. I, I think I actually learned like all of my praise and worship songs that are like really popular from Lutheran Bible Camp. So thank you, Lutheran Bible Camp. I was like one of the praise and worship leader people in high school. Nice, nice. I know, that was me. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I always liked too was of course the people. Like that's, I wasn't, I wasn't excited. And since I didn't really know Catholics when I converted, like there was not really anything in me that, like I didn't want to, leave behind the Methodist people and I really didn't want to join the Catholic people <laughs> the, you know I had to just sort of suck it up and then it's obviously been nice I really do like a lot of Catholic people now. yeah they're good people for sure yeah big fans true cool do you guys want to talk yeah. about movies yeah oh, what, whatever you want okay cool I just don't know like how much of this conversation you want me to come up with and how much like you guys have a thing that you do. No, we'll talk about whatever, but this is, we secretly we're auditioning you to replace one of us. So uh, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know which one it is yet. Great. Uh, great. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Um, what, what is like a movie you've seen recently that you had a really strong opinion on whether good or bad? I, the other night, this past weekend, I was watching with my parents a movie called, uh, I don't remember what it is called. I'll effort it. It was, uh, do you know the the TV show? What's the TV show? uh, NCIS. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it, but I know it came out. There's a guy named Mark Harmon on that show, the head guy. 
and my parents loved that show. And he did a movie called Certain Prey that came out in 2011. Uh, it was a TV movie, and it was about like a like a detective who had to solve a case or something. I don't know, but it was so bad. And my dad, who my dad is like me in that we both will watch bad movies and just kind of we're we'll just watch them. Yeah. But even my dad, basically like. 15 minutes in looked at me and just said this is really bad and uh he loves mark Harmon and ncis and all that so it was like it was geared up he was the key demo the key demographic and uh yeah he thought it was like real bad and so did i yeah it was uh it was weird it was that's kind of heartbreaking for your dad actually well, yeah, just all of us in general, you know, we've all, we all had to sit there and watch it. Uh, yeah. We finished it because, you know, once we start something, we finish it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't good. It was maybe some, we watched it on Amazon Prime. Mm. So maybe it was one of those things since it was a made for TV movie that the pace and flow kind of fit better with commercials and all that stuff. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Maybe it didn't, yeah. but it was not good. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know, it's all right. I recovered. Zach? <laughs> so we watched this movie. I, I, it was either from the 80s or the early 90s called Sleeping with the Enemy, starring Julia Roberts. Oh, interesting. And it, I think it came out shortly after Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman when she like blew up. Uh, so basically about, she was making like $20 million for this film. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, so it was a, it was like a psych psychological thriller type movie so she's in a marriage and her husband's abusive so she like plots to run away and start a new life and then he's like realizes and so they think she's like dead and then maybe she isn't and all this cool stuff um it's based on a book and so uh i actually just really liked it i just thought it was interesting and since it was just before the sort of dawn of like the internet and stuff it was interesting how she like just peaced out and didn't have a cell phone or any of those things and like no one did Mm -hmm. um so it was cool i liked it oh so you strongly liked it or i it it was like i it was just okay i i don't know it was one of those where i was like people should watch this this is good um so i don't i don't know strongly gotcha that's I don't know I'm trying to think of like if I strongly liked because I the other movie I'm kind of obsessed with that I can't believe I hadn't seen until this year was Rosemary's Baby hmm. the hmm. Um, the uh, what Woody Allen is that yeah him? no um, Roman Polanski yeah, yeah him too yeah that was his big thing before before the Sharon Tate murders yeah it was his first mm-hmm. American movie mm-hmm. um. And it's really good. It's like a, I mean, it's about a lady that's like, I don't want to give any spoilers. So she's maybe pregnant with a demon baby. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit dark, but, you know, portrays demons as bad. So I feel like that's, that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And it's interesting. And then it, it's just funny because she like doesn't realize that she's maybe pregnant with this demon or whatever. And I was like, this is literally like. Mary, did you know it was about this? Like, if Mary didn't know it was <laughs> oh it would be about as sinister and awful as, like, this movie. Of, like, this poor, unsuspecting woman who, like, doesn't know she's part of this huge plot. And, Rosemary, did you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, my answer to that song now is that it would be sinister and awful for Mary to not have known that she was bearing, you know, God. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a lot to just bring that on someone, you know, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That's crazy. Seriously. Seriously. That's crazy that you bring up. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) No, I, I just watched once upon a time in Hollywood. um, So good. Two months ago. So yeah, not just watched it. You liked it. Yeah. Best use of a flamethrower. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Um, That was, I, I like didn't know. So they were dropping all these big, like Hollywood names, right? Like, I'm pretty Matt sure Baker, I- yeah. Like this, <laughs> um, and I totally didn't didn't put any of them together, like specifically regarding the yeah, 
did you call it the yeah. Tate murder or right yeah the Manson the family things. yeah yeah the Manson family I didn't put that together at all until I just watched like a whatever like 15 things you missed in once upon a time in Hollywood YouTube video mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh like how did I miss that but yeah they didn't they didn't have Charles Manson in that movie very long. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a huge, obviously, like, a huge indicator. The guy who I'm played... I'm pretty sure it was in the last, like, ten minutes that my dad, who does know all about those things, was like, oh, that's what this is about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up. And it was one of those where you're like, huh. Yeah. The, the guy who played Charles Manson in that movie also played Charles Manson in Mindhunter, the Netflix show. So oh, he's he, really pigeonholing himself. Yeah, he, he, he's really <laughs> carved out it's a like nice... like Flo from Progressive. Like, I don't know that she could ever... Yeah. Anything yeah. Else. yeah, this guy will only be Charles Manson. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio were, like, the best they've ever been in that. And that might yeah. be a little bit much, but they were really good. I liked it for what it was. Like, kind of a an, movie, o- sure. an ode to old Hollywood. Yeah, for being a movie. But I gotta say, like, I was pretty disappointed with just the actual, like, plot line, I guess, because Mm. the whole movie, to me, felt... You guys, I'm sorry, I just paused for two seconds. Yeah. You know how I just said, like, if Flo Flo from Progressive tried to play anything else? Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled up Twitter.com, and I kid you not... I have a promoted tweet from with her (gasps) flow sitting in like a white armchair looking at me. No way. Uh, Terrifying. I hate that. I hate that. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, go on. I mean, I guess it's it's like, oh, are we being listened to? But we are recording a podcast, so that's sort of the point. But but like, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. So the you the plot line. Yeah. So basically, the whole movie to me at least, just kind of feels like like waiting for something to happen. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so, like obviously something is going to happen. I just don't know what. Um, and you're just waiting, waiting, waiting for like an hour, an hour and a half, whatever. And then in the last 10 minutes of the movie, it's like, oh, this is the thing. And then it's just like blood and carnage and flamethrowers or whatever. So I really liked, yeah, I liked the movie for what it was. I liked, um, yeah, that we got to dive into like old western movies and like martial arts and what it's like to be a stunt when the when the one girl's like stuff. dead bodies bobbing up and down on the pool it's, it's like it shouldn't be funny but it's it was just like the timing of it was so it was funny i was like why am i laughing at this like torched body yeah <laughs> but yeah it was funny yeah i'm not ashamed of my feelings <laughs> i'm glad but, you found humor in that yeah they oh. uh well do you watch have you seen a lot of quentin tarantino movies natalia yeah, I actually have, which is why, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked by the ending. Like, it was very mm. in his style, but I don't know. Yeah, it still just felt like a lot of waiting and then all of a sudden, like, action. But, yeah, I guess, like, that is kind of what he does. Like, he does whatever he wants. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't know yeah. if you needed us to mansplain Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movies to you. No, thank you. Okay. Well, the offer's on the table. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zach, Zach loves he, Zach mansplains. He does it so nicely though. Like you don't even see it coming, and then you, like five minutes later, you're sitting there and you're like, "Did I just get mansplained to?" <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of mansplaining. I don't it's mind, like I don't, the gentlest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do. I don't take public transportation, but when I do, I do also engage in manspreading. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goodness. It's not even comfortable for me. I just don't want. I don't want to let the libs win on this, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, so that's a, it was a great, great movie. That was a great movie segment. You know, Zach and I are movie reviewers now. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I did. We did. We watched the Academy Award nominated movies, like for Best Picture, and we, we did a whole episode on it, and then. Like, we ended up being right about so many things that we realized we were, in fact, film critics. That shouldn't have surprised us, because like we said, we've been doing the podcast for two and a half years, and we've been right on so many things during that two and a half years, so. Wow. What were your, like, top picks for Academy Award-nominated movies? Like, what were you right about? 
Um, well, let's see. We were some of the ones we were spot on with was like we were right about costumes and uh, that going to Little Little Women. Zach had that. Um, Zach Zach was a pro at that. Nice cinematography going to 1917. Oh gosh, they would not. I don't know. If, no one would stop talking about how crazy it was that that whole movie was shot in like a style that made it look like it was one take like that was the movie's big claim to fame i feel like but it did kind of feel like a ride through sort of disney blog ride type yeah Um, i think i'm just bitter because i just i feel like i just saw that trailer against my will so many times just like a crazy amount of times that I just, I haven't seen the movie and I don't want to and everyone's just freaking out about it. And it's probably great. Like, I'm sure I would love it, but I just can't do it out of spite. I love Jojo Rabbit and was really excited that it got um, screenplay. Yeah, I loved that movie. That was so good. Because uh, it was like, how do you do a movie where this kid's like imaginary friend is Hitler and like all these people die in it, but it's it's like a comedy but like not even an irreverent comedy it's like yeah. it, it, it was just such a well-made film yeah i um, i saw what? like a, or a trailer for that movie i think a week before it came out or something and i just like i've never wanted to see a movie more than that particular movie like mm. i would watch different trailers and behind the scenes or whatever like i was just truly like losing it over trying to find a good time to go see that movie and it was so worth it. Yeah. I was a little nervous that they like, yeah, I mean, the idea of having like a comedic film um, about World War Two and all this stuff, like just could have been done really, really, really poorly. But I almost feel like having that lighter touch, like that comedic touch on so much of it actually like made the serious scenes so much more sobering. Like oh man the yeah. the spoiler alert guys when spoiler the spoiler dies, spoiler it was dude like, dude yeah but I I and I said then and I'll say like you I can tell you that the mom's going to die and like you're not going to you're not going to expect it to happen when it happens and it's it's still gonna tug at the heart didn't that what happened with you Matt I had already told you you told me and I actually saw it coming okay okay but just because that but I but I was kind of I don't I mean it still took me by surprise just for that sheer moment of it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I had a feeling, but like the way that they did it just so it's like, it's just so everyday normal, like just hanging out. And then all of a sudden like, Whoa, you know, yeah, just hanging out. (laughs) True. Zach, Uh, uh, Zach, Natalia and I left her husband and kid at the house and we went and saw knives out when it was in theaters that was really fun did you see oh that <laughs> i haven't seen knives out we it's yeah, we, so good it's we were so good. going to see it and the men stayed at home and watched football and the gals went out and watched <laughs> knives out <laughs> i invited matt and natalie to come see it and natalie could not <laughs> so it ended up being just me and matt but oh, nice. it was super yeah it was zach you gotta see it it is so well done like just so good um yeah definitely one of my favorites amazing cast amazing mm-hmm. amazing cast i, I had i had it keeps getting better i had signed up for amc's a listing where you pay like 20 bucks a month and you can see up to three movies a week oh and so i i got to see in theaters this year like you know, I saw a Star War, Bad Boys for Life, um, the Birds of Prey. Like I was seeing a bunch of movies, and then now I can't go anymore. And I'm like, well, there goes my. It'd be nice to go back to movie theaters. Yeah. Wait, how? I, I get that people pray? are dying and like losing their livelihood, so I'm. I know that I, I'm. I'm. I recognize that it sounds dumb that I'm saying that, but I, I would, I'd really like to go to a movie theater. Well, I mean, those are people's livelihood, too. You want to go support people and help them, you know, make money. Right, like that like, $20 thing of popcorn is probably going to some like, workers, right? Uh, Natalia, do you, have, do you have any hot takes that you want to drop on this episode? Any people... Oh, wow. You have 
tons of Twitter fans. Everyone loves you. Oh my you, gosh. <laughs> and they really want you. They want to know your most controversial thoughts, if you want to give that to them. Sure. Ugh, I'll have to think for a little bit because I feel like every day I have at least five, but then, yeah, wow. like you said before, like when asked, I just can't think of a single one. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let me see. The one that I think pops into my head the most, which I don't know if this is a hill that I want to die on, but um, I... I feel really strongly that young adult fiction, or sorry, young adult literature deserves a place uh, in the school setting under really specific, like, parameters of, like, good young adult fiction. Like, I don't know, I haven't read young adult fiction since I was a young adult, uh, which was, like... Well, like, Judy Bloom, or, like, what are we talking about here? Um, I think I'm thinking of, like... Hunger Games? Harry Potter... Um, oh John Green types. I don't. I don't think there needs to be any additional. Like uh, already and only read Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Zach. I, Zach, I, let her continue with her, uh, with her hot take. Let I mean, her, you're allowed to push back on hot take. No, no, no but yeah, well, you, no, there's you plenty of time. Are. Let her. Let her flesh right, it continue. out. Continue. Yeah. Again, I want to say it's not a hill that I'm willing to die on. Um, but I just remember like. I remember being younger, ouch, whoa, sorry. I remember being younger and, and like, so yeah, I went to a private Catholic school, which was a super great and awesome school, but I was very like angsty at the time and didn't like, yeah, basically didn't pay, like appreciate anything or pay attention to anything. So it was all totally lost on me, which is unfortunate. But I remember like, I was in an AP English class and we were just reading like Dante and Plato and like all these like classic, classic, classics. And it was just so boring to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about <laughs> any of this. Like, can we maybe read something and like parse it with a Catholic like point of view or mindset? Like, can we read? Yeah, I think I threw out Harry Potter as a suggestion. Um, Yeah, and I just remember, like, I don't know, every time I would kind of ask a professor, like, I I wonder if, you know, could we read something, like, that's a little more popular, something that, you know, has been out in the last, like, 10 years or so. And I just got a bunch of no's, which I think now I understand why. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you do look hard enough, you can find good young adult literature um, that can be taught like in a high school or junior high setting that isn't like super scandalous. But I don't know. I just remember I just remember thinking that like it just would have meant the world to me if teachers would have looked at like my classmates, my peers interests and like also taken an interest in that and been like, oh, yeah, we can you know, let's go through this short story and talk about what we can take out of literature that's coming out right now through like a Catholic lens or through just like a whatever, like a literary lens. Does that make sense? I think there's validity to, uh, you know, having people read what they enjoy to an extent because it's, uh, I've said before that assigned reading was always really tough for me to do. So, if, you know, if you allow people to read, I guess, in ways that uh, things that are fun. Yeah. Or that they'll enjoy. They'll they'll appreciate reading more. Now, there is yeah. there is things that you can do to make them read what they have to read. Right. But uh, yeah. Did you guys see all the, well, I don't even remember the specifics involved, but like some college student had written a thing basically saying that like young adult stuff isn't literature and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like all these young adult authors like like ganged up and tried to cancel this like college student and then her college disavowed her oh really (laughs) they they went that far yeah so thankfully i think it was liz brunig who like jumped to her defense of course and was like leave this girl alone like you guys make a lot of money and are fine and people can criticize you and you can just get over it yeah yeah. And then I looked up the tuition payments and I was like, this girl's paying like 60 grand a year to go to a school that literally publishes an apology to a 
author and disavows their own students, like, a takes. Dang. I know. It, it really do be like that. <laughs> it really do be. Mm-hmm. No, that's good, mm-hmm. Zach. You, now you can re- you can rebut if you want to say, like, uh, what you really think about yeah, what Natalia please. just said. Well, okay, so I never did the reading, so I feel like I don't have any standing to actually say what should and shouldn't be read. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I consistently never, like, I don't, I finished almost none of the books that were assigned in high school. Like, my senior year, we had read 13 novels in AP literature, and I, I definitely, I think I finished two of them, and then the rest just kind of skimmed. Uh, so, clearly, something's got to give, right? <laughs> sure. I'm going to blame the system and say, actually, if they had done what Natalia's talking about, then I actually would have read. Wait, sorry, is that your argument? What? Just that you, you never... Like, on, on the, on the, okay, so you know what I'm saying? On, at, on the service level, I'm like, really, should they read young adult stuff? But then when I look at it, like, I never did the reading. And so perhaps if it had been more engaging, I would have read more. So, like, maybe there is, like, I... I so I'm saying I, like, want to disagree with you, but looking back, like, I have no standing to do that because I, I just straight up didn't do the reading. In gotcha. School, so. so no reading, so like no opinion, basically. Yeah, this yeah. is like, this is, yeah, like, no uterus, no opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. This is that, but with, with like, having done the read, not done the reading. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. And I'm definitely not trying to say, like, we should only teach young adult literature or we should just grab anything off the shelf and call it good and teach it in the classroom. I don't mean that at all, but I just do feel like, yeah, like I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the heck was going on in the Gorgias, um, which was good stuff. Like good stuff was going on in the Gorgias, but like, I don't really know what we got there. The Gorgias. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Right. What book is this from? Oh, Gorgias by Plato. Oh, okay. Well, we did not do that at, at yeah. Union High School in Tulsa, America. It's a Socratic <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> there was no Socratic. I went to a really good high school, but there was certainly no Socratic dialogue. In America. Yeah. It's, I don't know. When you're like 16, I feel like you just really don't care about the Socratic dialogue at all. When you're, I didn't. When you're 15 and someone tells you they love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna believe them. It's true, Matt. What's your take on all of this? What do you think? Do you remember school much? Matt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really. It. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. I think that we uh, we should read more of what we enjoy. I I remember one time the teacher was like, "Here's a list of books, and you need to pick one," and I picked Animal Farm. And like two pages in, I was like, I just don't want to read this. So, <laughs> so the next day I went to her, I was like, yeah, I'm, I can't read this. <laughs> and she's like, why? And I said, I don't know. The animals are talking. I'm not into it. And she's like, okay. And then she told me to read Fahrenheit 451 instead. Ooh. I didn't read that either. Uh, but Oh, know, sad. That, that one I never read. I liked Animal Farm. Like the four legs good, two legs better or whatever. Uh, the, so Animal Farm, we read it in the eighth grade and I, I wrote a report on it and I I wouldn't say that I plagiarized my report, but I did a lot of internet searching and and this was 2003, I think, or four when, you know, like kids using the internet for homework was new-ish, right? And like a lot of the points that I made in my report on it, trying to explain the allegories were just taken like again like from the internet but looking back like i don't know how much original thought i contributed and so then the next like the day in class after all the essays were done um like my essay doesn't get handed back to me and i'm like oh man like i'm in trouble like she knows that i couldn't have possibly been smart enough to like understand all the different allegories in the book and then she held up mine and was like, this is what I was wanting from you guys. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, it's like, it was like, okay. I mean, I did, like, I, I wrote it. I just, I'm pretty sure it was like, I would copy stuff from the website onto my page. And then I would like, above that, type out like what I took from that paragraph and then delete the paragraph from the website. Mm-hmm. And then. 
kind of move down the page that way. And like, obviously I would not consider that, like, I would consider that to be plagiar, plagiaristic, like borderline, right? Homework like with plagiaristic tendencies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like pla- plagiar, plagiar curia, non, we're talking about plagiarism and not plagiarism is certainly kind of a non-binary here. plagiarism curious. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, that's my memory of Animal Farm was I wrote this paper that got held up in front of the whole class as the example. And then it, it's like, I may have unknowingly plagiarized it. Wow. It sounds like knowingly. It sounds like you've thought about. I'm going to get my, my high school diploma sure. revoked now. They're going to vacate my high school diploma. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Have you ever Zach, do they have like that, a sh- Zach? Oh. Did you ever go to confession for your gr- harsh, grievous sin? I'm wondering if that was before I was baptized because oh. like I got baptized really old. Oh. Or no, I was 12. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to bring it. I was 14 when I did that, so I'll hmm. be, yeah, maybe I'll have to bring it up now that I remember it. What a loophole. Zach, at your high school, do you have like a like a little shrine or something like to your acting debut, like where they have the high school like athletes and all, like <laughs> girls lacrosse like championships, and it's like 2009, 2010, 2015. Is there something that just says like acting, acting, or like was in a movie? Zach Mabry that's it. <laughs> was in a oh. movie. <laughs> Doesn't even say I, I the, the movie. <laughs> The, uh, I think the only thing like that that might exist, and I don't even know if this would still be there, is that there was this large conference table that they would have all the like important meetings at, and it had a glass top, and underneath it was like stuff related to student co- accomplishments. Mm. And I think there was an autographed headshot of me there. I, I have no idea if that would still be there, but there's not like anything in a trophy case or... Gotcha. Uh, anything like that. I mean, I was student council president, so my name is on the wall for that somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Zach, Zach, Natalia met Bug, so she's checking off boxes of all the little rascals she's met. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, he's obviously, like, the main character in the movie, so it's good to start there. But it's all kind of downhill from from that point. (laughs) I've actually never even seen the movie, so I had no context for... Oh, that's funny. You've still never seen it? What was that? You've still never seen it? No, I haven't. I apologize. It's nothing personal. No, that's okay. Oh, I don't mind. I feel like I just missed a window of time in which I could have oh. seen it. Oh, it's no big deal, but Zach gets paid every time someone watches it. <laughs> well, wait, so. so what do you think that it's about? Like, what is your... Can you get Gosh, a, a I have... synopsis from, like, give us your best guess of a synopsis? Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's this motley crew of, like, very young children. Like, so, so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think... Like, how? what are the age ranges of these kids? Gosh, well, I think I only know, because I feel like... Uh, I feel like Bug maybe said he was, like, five when he did the movie or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm going to guess like anywhere between four and like seven <laughs> or something. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's this like Motley crew, very young. That's just like so much younger than I think child actors should, should be, or like what I imagine them being. So anyway, young Motley crew of small children. And I know that there's a song involved. There's like a, a little girl who is a romantic love interest of one of the boys i think that there's some like a like fireworks involved in some part of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm guessing okay. that you just get into a lot of shenanigans together um you know like just go through life together as little supportive uh kids i think i think i'm thinking of the sandlot a lot too so i wonder if there's some baseball involved in here at all Okay. That's really, yeah, that's really my guess. I know that, so I've, I've seen this little scene where, like, Bug is singing this song in a boat, and that's really the only context that I have. You can go on Cameo and have him sing that to you personally. Really? Um, <laughs> That'd be yeah. so weird now. Well, he probably wouldn't even remember who I am, but, yeah. He hardly crazy. remembers who I am. Um, just <laughs> Do you want, like, do you want spoilers, or do you want me to tell you how close or not close you are? Yeah, or... please, please, yeah. 
So actually, age range, you were pretty not like you were pretty close. Like I was the youngest. I was four. Um, Bug was nine, and he was the oldest. So okay. everybody's between four and nine. So that was good. Nice, nice. Um, there weren't fireworks, but there was a fire. The <laughs> clubhouse that we would all go to, like, burns down okay. because of Bug. That's terrible. I know. And then the remainder of the movie is, like, trying to rebuild the clubhouse and, like, raise money for it and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then in the process, we go from... And there there is a love interest. It's between Bug and Darla, the girl. But it's a love triangle because after they get in a fight, she starts hanging out with this rich kid that's new in town <gasps> whose dad is Donald Trump in the movie. No way. Wow. Yeah. Totally. I'm shocked. Yeah. And so then by, by the end of the movie, there's a decision that we don't have to be a club based on hating women because it's called the He-Man Woman Haters Club. We don't have to be a club around hating women. We can be a club, you know, because we're friends. And so then we 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 integrate, we, we desegregate. It's very, so then the very, pro- updated to say, very progressive what? movie for 1994. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very progressive, I would say. Um, very woke. That's crazy. Um, so wait, so you were part of like an one of the first like women hating clubs basically yeah he was part of the alt-right in an incel club <laughs> that's crazy no i'm i i know there's, no, there's no baseball at all involved i didn't become misogynistic until my mid-20s um <laughs> i was i was definitely a male feminist from like age four on uh <laughs> um yeah by the end we it was the he-man woman haters club women welcome was what is it was the updated Sign up yeah, it was kind of like a, a nag. You're like, yeah, we're still the women haters, but you're welcome if you want. <laughs> Which is kind of like, I mean, that that's kind of how, like, a lot of things are that are, like, now integrated. Like, they're not, you know, they haven't, like, adapted to accommodate women so much as they just, like, women are not, like, technically barred from being there. Interesting. But, you know, I mean, obviously, if you haven't factored in for like you know in a company like if they factored in that like some women have babies and they need to make sure that that's like allowed for then i mean they can claim that they allow women or whatever but obviously they don't like allowing you know um not that like not that all women do is have babies but you know <laughs> so it's it's a woman i mean a man's playing feminism too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a woman hating club but you can, if you're a woman, you can still join and hate on other women, right. essentially. And so at the end, like, Raven Simone's in the movie and she <gasps> joined? No way! What? That's right, she oh, is. Yes way. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a big thing. Dang. You know, they have wild. her uh, hanging out with uh, one of the other black characters, Stymie. <laughs> so, you know. That's crazy. I guess they had apparently had to like de-racialize the movie because like in the the old version in the 30s and 40s had a lot of like racial stereotypes. Did it? Yeah. Did it? Haley Stewart wow. is the expert on this because they they turned on the old movies not knowing this and then they had to like have a sit down with their kids about like blackface and racism <gasps> and stuff because it was like sad. But it was, it was the 30s. Like okay, it was it wasn't like all these politicians who dressed up like the clan in the 80s who obviously should have known better this was the 30s and these were kids right so in the movie that i was in in the 90s it was like not racist that's that's really interesting have you guys this is really old school have you ever heard of al or what is his name al johnson i think is his name yeah or seen the movie at all or no no not al johnson gosh alex jones no (laughs) Shoot, I shouldn't have even brought this up. The globalist. He's a white, I think he's like a Jewish singer. Yeah, the minstrel show stuff. Um, he, but he was big, I think, maybe like in the 20s, and mm-hmm. for essentially doing blackface. Mm-hmm. Um, does that sing? Yeah, Al Jolson. Al Jolson, Who that's it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I grew up watching like really, really old movies with my grandma. Like that was just our thing. And I remember like watching the Al Jolson movie or the Jolson story or whatever it's called. 
And I was just like, oh, yeah, like this guy, you know, he just does this as part of his bit. But like it blows my mind that there was just a time where people like their careers would be made from doing blackface. Like it's just kind of insane to think about, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly a different time. I mean, you used to just could do anything. Like, see, now we have to have these pod. Like, if this were the 30s, like, we could just be super racist and sexist and people would pay us. Um, But now. (laughs) But now we have to be good boys. Yeah, now we have to be. Yeah. I've never seen Al Jolson, like, that stuff, but it looks. He looks scary. Like, the. Yeah. It's like his portrayal seems like nightmare fodder. And maybe that was part of the, like,. Secret racism of it to make yeah maybe them look scary, but it yeah it's uh it's really scary actually. Yeah, it's now that wild. I'm looking at pictures, <laughs> I can't believe I like watched this as a small child. It's terrifying. Oh wow, you did. No wonder you should have been like, reading young adult stuff. What? No wonder you you should have been reading young adult stuff instead of watching things <laughs> like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why didn't my grandma give me Twilight instead of having me watch? Movies from the twenties with her. It's like crazy. Birth of a Nation or whatever it's called. Uh, no, yeah, it's you know, it, the world's an interesting place, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> so yep. true, so true. Well, Natalia, before we wrap up, do you have any final things you want to say? Any anything you want to promote? Anything you want to like make known? Just anything in general? Wow. Um, I have nothing to promote. Absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything exciting. Just want to thank you so much for oh, thank you. having me be on this the podcast. Fun. Thanks for joining us. We love it. If you want to Such find an her honor. on Twitter, she's at Natty Patters. <laughs> we got to ask, is she locked? Yup. Mm, that's right. Yup. Um, yeah, no, it's been super fun chatting with you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This is truly a dream come true. Oh, truly, truly. First, first episode of Roman Circus Podcast. First and, of many. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully first of many after Matt and I take over the podcast and mm-hmm. host it from now on. But yeah, that's about it. Zach, anything right. before we go? I don't think so. Stay safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. Wear your masks. All right, gang. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.